You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. I have a girlfriend for the first time in 10 years. My confidence is through the roof. This was a former coaching client of mine who was extremely lonely and single for 10 years. Why? Because he thought he was a low-value man. He believed that just because he wasn't rich, tall, or buff, that he wasn't worthy of having a girlfriend, let alone an attractive girlfriend. However, you don't need any of those things to get women to like you and want to date you. If that were the case, musicians would never get laid, and I know musicians who still live with their parents and smell like wet dogs, yet have absolutely no problem sleeping with total tens on a regular basis. How do they pull it off? It's because they understand TED. TED stands for Tension, Entertainment, and Dominance. Combining all three elements not only makes women attracted to you, but you become all she thinks about, and she'll crave you so badly that she'll start chasing you and turning up the heat. It's the basis of my dating philosophy and how so many of my clients, even the ones who haven't been on dates in years, get insane results. Most of my coaching clients who have embraced the TED philosophy now have completely new dating problems, like accidentally double booking a date or having a hard time deciding which girl he wants to settle down with. If you're interested in coaching or if you just need some guidance, then go to coachbytrip.com right now and schedule a free one-on-one consultation call with one of our highly trained trip advice dating experts. Now, back to the podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. How's everyone doing out there? All right, I am pumped for today's episode because I'll say one of the great things about coaching clients and helping guys is that sometimes when you're coaching, you get epiphanies. So I am working with a client now. We'll we'll call him M, and you know who you are because you do listen to the podcast. Keep him anonymous. And M and I were talking, and we were discussing attraction and ego, and we were discussing how women become attracted. And I had yeah, I had this epiphany. I mean, it's it's something that I've thought about before but not even close to the level that I'm able to now try to explain to you. And I'll be honest, I'm still working some of this out. So I'm still kind of trying to figure out the best ways to explain it, but I think I can do a pretty good job here on this episode. So we're going to get into that real quick. I just want to thank everyone who has been on this journey with me and listening to the podcast. For those of you who just found me, welcome. And for those of you who have been around for anywhere from two to seven years that the podcast has been going on. It is awesome that you are here listening. I really enjoy talking to you guys, not just here, but you know, when I get on phone calls with you, whether it's coaching or, or onboarding you into the coaching program or hearing from you over DMs, it's just, uh, it's amazing. I still get amazed that I can sit here where I'm in right now in Nashville, Tennessee, and I can speak into this mic And these words will be heard thousands and thousands of miles away. It is just amazing. And I even like it when I get to talk to you guys and tell you where I'm at. And then I get a DM from a guy who's like, hey, man, I'm in Nashville. You know, you need any recs? 
It's just great. It's so cool. I don't think I'll ever get over it. So I'm just going to keep on telling you how much I like it. So yeah. Anyway. Okay. Just wanted to say that. Thanks everyone for being here. And thanks everyone who, who listens. Thanks to everyone who has ever written a review on the, on the Apple podcasts and on Spotify. It's, uh, it's very helpful and it just means a lot. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Let's talk. Let's talk about some of this stuff. Let's work some of this stuff out. And then we'll do some Q&A afterwards. So what we'll do is we will answer questions from people who have written in. If you have a question, please don't hesitate. Write in. I will answer your question here on the podcast. Email me, trip at tripadvice.com. Okay. So now, what are we talking about here? We're going to talk about this idea of how women view attraction. Okay. And so I know that there have been people out there who have, who have labeled me as a misogynist or sexist, anti-feminist, whatever you want to call it. I'm not, I'm definitely not. If we, and I know this is a disclaimer here, but just bear with me. A feminist really means that you want equality for men and women. Everyone should have equal opportunities. So that is 100% me. I'm all for that. But I have to be real and honest about the truth in terms of how women and men experience attraction. And it is a no-brainer at this point, especially if you've been listening to this podcast, that are just going through your own life and experiencing it for yourself, that women and men are not the same when it comes to building attraction. And I'll take this a step further, which leads to what we're talking about here today. Not only are they experiencing something different, but women will get confused on what's making them attracted. So what ends up happening is we combine them not really fully understanding what's happening. And no, I'm not saying that because women are stupid or not smart as men. That's not what I'm saying. You'll understand my point in a second. But they don't understand what's happening. We combine that with trying to be politically correct. And then a woman ends up giving, I want to say, yeah, I will just say poor advice. Advice that does not work. So that's why you might hear from myself or other people, be wary on getting advice from women in terms of what makes her attracted because she might not be able to explain it in a way that actually works. Okay. So where did this all come from, by the way? Well, I went live. I went live on YouTube and Instagram the other week and a woman came on and we were discussing the idea of texting after a first date. Okay. So texting after a first date. And she said, you know, it would be great if a guy would text after a first date that women like that women want that they want a man to text them after a first date. And I was discussing this concept with M, one of my coaching clients. And I was trying to explain to him and trying to figure out exactly why that advice would not be good advice. So meaning the advice being, okay, you should text some girl after a first date. Now, here's where it got interesting. Because I thought about it. I said, well, this is true. In fact, it is a true statement. She's not lying. She does like the feeling 
of a guy texting her after a first date. I bet you a lot of women would like that feeling. But what happens, and here's my, my main point, I hope you're following here, is that a woman might say that and say to a man, do that, because that will make a woman like you. And so this has always just boggled my mind. Like, no, that doesn't, that's not what does it. And then what I uncovered on my call with M was that she's feeling good because it's giving her attention and feeding her ego. And so he mentioned that on the call. It's like he was teaching me something there for a second. He's like, yeah, yeah, of course. Like, you know, she likes that. It feeds her ego, feels good. And I said, wow, that's it. That's that's what's happening here. So what's happening is there are things that you might do that a woman might like, and it might feed her ego, right? Just, or we'll just say it gives her attention and who doesn't like attention. And a woman will misinterpret that as that making her feel more attracted. Now I will say, it still might make her feel more attracted. I'm sure it does. I mean, if a woman does something nice to you, it might make you feel more attracted to her. But we're talking by like slight increments here. So I believe that a lot of women are giving advice. And, and by the way, and not just women, men too. I think a lot of people are giving this advice, not understanding how attraction works. And giving the advice on the things that make a woman feel good to their ego not what actually builds attraction. So that's my main point here of this episode. There are things that you might do that might make her feel good, but it doesn't really go too far in building attraction. And then there's things that actually build attraction. So how can I even prove this point to you? Well, I'll try here. Let's imagine that we were to get advice from someone man or woman, it doesn't matter. They just say, you know what a woman really likes? You know what would be really good? You know how to get her to like you a little bit? And you say, what? And they say, text her after a first date and say that you had a good time. I say, oh, okay, okay, wow, I'll do that. Okay. So let's say we do an experiment. One person does that and another person doesn't do that, but takes my advice and instead, by the way, my advice isn't to to not text after a first date, but just bear with me with this example because I don't tell people to do that. It's not terrible, but my real advice, the thing that matters the most is just texting her a day and a half later. So my point here is if we were to do this experiment, assuming that the girl likes the guy, right? They had a great date. One guy text messages after the first date. Hey, I had a good time. And the second guy doesn't text message right after. Text messages like a day and a half later to ask her out on another date. If we ran this experiment and assuming the woman liked the man and it was a good first date, you better believe that both people would get dates. So what does that mean? That means that you don't have to do that. You don't have to text her after a first date and say you had a good time. I would even argue and this is where trip advice comes in. This is what I teach you guys in terms of how attraction really works. It's not very politically correct, but it's what works. I would even argue that as much as a woman might like to get that, hey, I had a good time text, she's actually going to be more attracted to you if you don't send that text because it leaves a little mystery. Now, I wouldn't say that that would be a needy thing to do, send a text after a first date and say, I had a good time. I wouldn't categorize that as needy per se, 
but I would I would call it on a level where you're showing attention and and there's no more mystery left. And when there's mystery, women are more attracted. Women are more attracted when there's a little bit of a challenge. And I understand that this may sound like game playing, but I don't care what you believe. The reality is this is a game. I'll get back to that in a second. I have a rant on that in just a bit. But my point here is, is that there's things that make her feel good and there's things that work. You know, some guys might argue and say, well, trip if you land in the same place. If you're doing this so-called experiment and it both gets you to the same place where she agrees to go on a date with you, whether you sent that I had a good time text or not, why not do that? Because it makes them feel good. And again, back to my argument is that, yeah, while it makes them feel good, it doesn't really give them that little mystery, that little sense of challenge there. So I want to be really specific when I say that, again, there are things that work and things, and by the way, I think that there's also a lot of things when we're talking about like the ego stuff, you know, texting her every day, giving her flowers on a date, texting her good night, just giving her a lot of that attention. Yeah, women who like you are going to like that. But that doesn't mean that that's what built the attraction. It's not. It's a whole other set of things, stuff that I've been talking about on this podcast, stuff that I talk about in my coaching program and my hooked program, right? TED, my acronym for building attraction. That's what builds attraction. And none of that has to do with giving her this kind of reassurance that you like her. That's another thing too, is we're kind of talking about reassurance. The reassurance isn't what gets her attracted. That feels good to her, but she's becoming attracted to you from other ways. And so you might hear from your female friends, oh yeah, you just got to be nice and you just got to be sweet and you got to text them and you got to pay attention to them and you got to hold the door open for them. And so my advice isn't to do the opposite and be a dick and be mean. And that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> this gets confused sometimes, but I am saying that, that that stuff doesn't really do much. If anything, first of all, if she's not attracted to you. It's not going to build attraction. And if she is attracted to you and you do all that little stuff, maybe it bumps it up by a couple percentage points, but I would argue that not doing that stuff makes her like you even more. Now I want to, Continue to dive into some of this here. Think about the friend zone for a second. Because the friend zone, when you're in the friend zone, what happens? Well, you're trying to get a girl to like you and you're going the friend route. So you're trying to be her friend first without making any moves. And then you end up in the friend zone and then you try to get out of the friend zone and it doesn't work. Well, what ended up happening here was, well, you gave her lots of attention and did all those things that a lot of women say that they like. You gave her attention. You were the shoulder to cry on. You were there for her. You were talking about her feelings. You were hanging out. You were doing favors for her, being nice to her. Well, that sounds like all good stuff. Shouldn't that guy get her attracted? Well, we like that, but it doesn't work. It doesn't work. 
he ended up in the friend zone. He didn't pull the real attraction triggers, but instead he built up her ego and gave her attention. And he did all of that. And he didn't do the other stuff that really counts like building sexual tension and having conversations that are interesting and engaging and not just all about her. And then leading the interaction. He wasn't doing any of that stuff. By the way, that's my, that's my TED formula. So you got to be really careful with what works and what doesn't work. If anything, the thing that's going to work the best is giving her the attention only when it makes sense. And that would be to set up the date. So just understand what's really happening here. Now I want to go back to something. So that's my point. And I want to go back to talking about this idea of game. I, I was going to maybe have a whole different episode for this, but you know what? I think it, it makes sense here because we're talking about it. I've gone back and forth on this for a long time, this idea of game. And, you know, people say, oh, the dating game, the mating game. Let's see, people, uh, there's a book called The Game, all about pickup artists and all that stuff. You get people who use the word game. I'm going gaming tonight. Then you'll also have people who say, oh, I, I hate that word game. Oh, dating shouldn't be a game. Sounds manipulative. It's, it shouldn't be a game. It should just, should just be all that stuff. And I would go back and forth, back and forth. And I also kind of hated it. Like, yeah, I just, and I still kind of hate it. Just cheesy to call it game. And then I recently I've been reading this book. It's called, it's called the evolution of desire by David Buss. And so I'm reading this book and then it clicked with me. Again, lots of epiphanies lately. And first of all, the book is, is the one that the subtitle is, it's called human mating strategies. And then I thought, well, who am I, who am I freaking kidding myself? Of course, this is a game. This is a game for men. This is a game for women. It's strategy. And it should be looked at it like that. Because if you're not looking at it like it's a game or strategy, whatever word you want to say. And if you don't look at it like that, you might not get anywhere. So you got to be really, really clear on what it is that you're going after. Because... There's goals. And think about what a game is. You play a game with a friend. Well, what's the what's the point of a game? Point of a game is to, to probably win, right? Mostly. And so if you're playing a game to win, then there's a goal, there's a strategy, there's there's a way to win. You score a point or whatever it may be. So there's something that you're doing to get an end result. That's all that a really a game is. And it's something that's fun. Um, in this case, it's it's very same, uh, very much the same strategy, strategy game, human mating strategies. It's like yeah, it's all a strategy. It's all a strategy, and I guess I'm saying this to you just because I think it's interesting, and yeah, I know you're probably interested in this stuff because you're listening to a podcast like this. So this is not like direct advice for you, but in a way, it kind of is because I want you to think it like of it as a game. And not in the manipulative sense. I mean, if you're playing a game, are you manipulating? I don't know. I mean, I guess you're learning how to get better. Let's call the you know the game of basketball. Is that manipulation? I mean, I guess if we look at the definition of manipulation, it means like you're just moving something, moving something around, maneuvering something in a way to get an end result. Sure, okay. But that's what we do when we're playing a game. We strategize to figure out how to get an end result. 
Women are doing it, by the way. You're doing it, by the way. Proof that women are doing this, it's called makeup. That's just one of a million things. And by the way, that's a great mating strategy. It's a great way to try to get to the end of their goal. Makes them look more attractive. It works very well. Women do look more attractive with makeup on, generally speaking. Right? So they have their mating strategies. Men have their mating strategies. I feel I should do a new episode about this and go deeper into this and what I've learned in the book. You can also pick it up yourself, but it's kind of dense. And yeah, it's definitely a strategy. We all have them and it's okay. I guess my point is to tell you, don't feel bad about it. And some guys feel bad. Like some guys will sign up for coaching and I, I realize something. You know, they say this a lot, man. Like I've never done anything like this before. They say that. Like, oh, I've never done anything. It's like, okay. I go, you know, I ask them, like, why do you say that? And they say, oh, it just feels weird. Like, why do I have to sign up for coaching? All these other guys are doing really well. How come I have to be the one to sign up for coaching? Why do I have to be the one, the one loser listening to a podcast and getting help? It's like, whoa, 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 bro. Chill. Don't beat yourself up here. All is well. You're just trying to get better at the strategy and there's nothing wrong with that. Imagine how many guys out there that are not playing this game, that are not trying to strategize. Those guys are the real losers. I'm not trying to put anyone down, but I'm using the terms of what people are saying. Like, okay, if we want to start labeling losers and winners, wouldn't you say it's the people not trying who are settling with women that they don't want to be with? Women that, uh, guys who are, who are just trying to, or guys who are just lonely, who aren't trying at all? That's sad. And I'm not going to label those guys as, as losers. I don't really mean that. They're not, maybe they're just not aware or whatever it may be, but don't call yourself a loser for not trying, for not entering the game and trying to play the strategy because I'm telling you right now, we're all doing it. And I'll tell you more about on the women's side if you want more proof. Do you know how many, ask any woman, just a woman friend, a coworker, ask her if she's ever gotten dating advice from her friend. I guarantee you're going to get a 9 out of 10 response rate. That's a yes. You might even take you a while to get to 9 out of 10. Because everyone, in, in some somehow, in some way, shape, or form, every woman has. In fact, I would even argue that a lot of women, beyond just asking one piece of advice one time in their life, they literally sit there and strategize with their female counterparts. They say, uh, what do I do here? And they send screenshots. The guy said this, what do I do? They are just strategizing, strategizing. And that's fine. I'm not putting them down for it. They should. We all should. Why wouldn't we? Why are we not trying to get better at this and do everything we can, right? So I hope that that encourages you, motivates you, makes you feel a little better if you thought, oh man, I'm a weirdo. Listen to this podcast and trying to get help and all this stuff. Like, no, you should. Everything in your life, by the way, not just dating, if you want to be a man who's the most high value man you can be, you should be getting help and coaching in, in all the areas. You should be looking into how to do better at work and in your job and your finances. You should learn about investing. You should learn about health and the great foods to eat for yourself and proper workouts for your body. Try to maintain body fat. You should be working on your relationships with your family and your friends and having a social life. And all that out, there's there's so much information out there that can help you with this and help you strategize. God bless the internet, right? Coming full circle now to the beginning of this episode, 
God bless the internet that we can have information at our fingertips. And all of a sudden you can get a DM from a guy who is in the same city as you. And, and, you know, it's just, it's amazing. So take advantage. Well, why, why am I saying that you are taking advantage of listening to this? So, so not shame on you, but proud of you, my friend, you're doing good work here. All right, let's get into some Q&A. Thanks again, all of you who have written in. You can write in to email me, trip at tripadvice.com. You can put in the subject line podcast question, so then I'll know to answer it here on the podcast. Let's dive in. Here's Zam. Hey, Trip, huge fan. Your podcast gives me confidence. I asked a girl out over text to go eat, and she said she was down. For some context, we've been talking for a week, but are both busy with work as she just started a job. I asked when she was free and she said that she was busy since her work is severely short staffed. This has been the second time. She made no indications of rescheduling or giving an estimate. I don't believe I'm needy or anything, but would like to know how to handle the situation for future scenarios. Should I give her a chance or should I move on to the next? I hope this makes the podcast. Please refer to me as Zam. Best regards, Zam. Well, Zam, it did make the podcast. And uh, it's a question I've answered before, but one that needs to be repeated because I know this happens a lot to guys. So I'm happy to answer it again. And I will answer it as many times as we need to. So... What are we talking about here? Okay, this is where it gets a little confusing for guys. So one of my pieces of advice that I like to give guys, that's part of the big and overall game plan. Ah, see how I said the word game again? Game plan. Okay, so game plan. Your game plan here is to be always filtering for women who have a high level of interest in you. That means that we only want to deal with, go on dates with, or be interested in women who have a high level of interest. What does high level of interest look like? Well, a high level of interest looks like a woman showing up to a date and then from there physically escalating. That would be the proof. There's no more proof than that, right? She is interested in meeting up with you, meeting up with you, and you guys are physically escalating. Fantastic. So my point here is that's high level of interest. And I look at it as black and white. It is black and white. It is it is binary, zero and one, meaning She either has a high level of interest or a low level of interest. There's no in-between. And so if we're defining a high level of interest as she's showing up to the date, then that means that anything other than that is low level. And that is true. So this is where it gets confusing in gray area for some because I know that she'll still be responsive to your text messages. She still might even text you. She'll respond to trying to Oh, I'm, I'm busy. She maybe even responds like within a minute. And you're like, oh man, she's got to be interested, right? She's giving me attention here. But no, Zam and everyone else listening, you have a filter. And the filter is, is this woman giving me high level of interest? I.e., is she meeting up with me? Is she sexually escalating with me? So if we're going to use a filter for this woman, Zam, then it's going to be pretty clear that she has no interest. Now you might say, but Trip, no, she does. She just has work. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if she's got work, if she broke her ankle, whatever. I don't care. I, fill in the blank. Any excuse you want. So we're not going to make excuses for them because what do you, what's your goal here if we're playing the game? What's your goal? Your goal is to what? Get a date, not sit and text all day. 
So if she's not meeting up with you for whatever reason, you should be moving on. You asked me, should I give her a chance or should I move on to the next? Move on to the next. And guess what? She may come back. Great. She does fine. If she comes back and she is interested in meeting up with you, then now we've taken it to the point where, great, we're with a woman who has a high level of interest. Fantastic. So that's what we're trying to do here. I know a lot of guys, their big question, and mine would be too, it's like, great trip, I get it. You talk about low level, high level, yada, yada. How do I get the woman to be high level of interest? Well, of course, that comes from using TED, building attraction. That's how you get to high level of interest. But the reality is there's, there's so many women out there, you can't attract them all. And so because of that, you might be doing everything right. You might be using Ted, whatever, but the girl's just not going to be interested. Doesn't work on everyone. However, if you don't know the rules of the game and how to, how to build attraction, well, then most likely you won't get many women into a high level of interest state. So stop wasting your time with women who are not interested in meeting up because the game plan needs to be finding the women that do. Okay. And the way that we're going to do that is through lots and lots of volume, lots of approaching, lots of swiping, all that good stuff. All right, let's go to Alex. He says in his subject of inexperience and virginity, cool title, eh? That's what he says of inexperience and virginity. Okay. Beautiful. Well-written, my friend. Alex, let's dive in. He says, hello, Trip. I'm Alex, 28, Ontario, Canada. So I found you essentially by Googling how to flirt and been listening to some of your podcasts over a couple days now. As the title says, yes, I have experience of absolutely none to make the sex I intended to write the sentence like that. He says, I have experience of absolutely none to make the sex. He says, I'm not exactly a chatty person and I look a bit dorky, but I'm quite confident about how I look because I put work into myself quite often. And I'd say I'm a bit too serious for my own good. My anxiety is that I can get a number. I can go on a date and then nothing happens after that first date. When I mean nothing, I mean no kiss, no second date. I'm afraid of not being able to gain any experience in the domain of the bedroom because I've never done it before. The old conundrum of Need a job to get experience, but experience to get a job. Also, I live in a town of around 100,000 people, so I do get anxious about the story of my inexperience traveling around the city quite easily because, as we all know, women love to talk to other women and about such things. That's the story there. And basically, my question is, what possible activity, suggestion, or advice would you give me to approach a woman and not be intimidated by my own inexperience? Sincerely, Alex. Alex, you're the man. Well written. Great question. Love this. I know that you had a question at the end, but really there's a lot to dive into here. So let's start here. I want to start here. You say you live in a town of 100,000 people. That's a lot of people. I don't think that word is going to travel as fast as you think. And if it does, oh well, what can you do? And I don't even I don't even know what would be going around. I don't know what what rumors or things of women talking about your inexperience and like what like you're afraid that you're going to sleep with a woman and she's going to tell all of her friends. 
All right, so be it. I don't know. So she does, if that even happens, 0.0001%. And if it happens, it happens. You just got to focus on you. All right, I don't know. What are you going to do? Not sleep with women? Not try, right? It's like, let's just focus on what we can control. And that's my main point to answer that part of the question. Guys, Alex, everybody, I want you to focus on what you can control. And as soon as you realize you can't control something, then you need to move on from that thought. That thought will hurt you. It will, by the way, I deal with this all the time. It will tear you apart. I have to remind myself at least once a week. No, no, trip, trip, trip. Focus on what you can control. And I'm like, oh yeah, okay, that's right. Okay, cool. All right, so don't worry about that. Also, to your main question, Advice to give you to approach a woman and not be intimidated by your own inexperience. I think you have to understand that women, and it's not, you gave me a catch 22. You said the conundrum of needing a job to get experience, but need experience to get a job. It's not really the same here. These women don't know your experience in the bedroom. They're not going to know. Your sexual experience has nothing to do with getting a woman to want to sleep with you. And just like anything, and I know you don't want to hear this because everyone wants to do it in the perfectionist way, you're going to have to mess up. You're going to have to have a sloppy kiss. You're going to have to have a weird sexual experience. I've had it. Most guys have had it. It's it's your right to passage, right? It's like you're going to have to screw up. And by the way, it's not like it's going to be that bad. Whatever's happening in your head that you're thinking is going to happen probably won't happen. Also, by the way, not to throw an ad in here, but I got to say, I do have a program called 33 Magic Moves that teaches you 33 magic moves plus like 10 other bonus moves so you can turn around in the bedroom and you learn from demos. It's called 33 Magic Moves and it's amazing. So you can prepare at least a little bit going through that. I'll put a link in the show notes, but either way, even that much preparing still, you, you might go in and you might have a, an awkward experience and that's okay. That's fine. All you need is about a couple go arounds and, and then you'll be more confident. You can't build confidence before you do the thing because confidence comes from competence, right? So you need to be super focused on, or I should say unfocused on what people think of you, because that's your biggest thing right now. And you got to make sure that you're going into this process with volume. So you're going to need to go on a lot of dates. Now, I want to talk about your earlier issue. You said you're not very confident. You're not exactly a chatty person. And... Your anxiety stems from the fact that nothing's happening after the first date. And the reason why I'm pretty certain on this, Alex, is because your inexperience, it's all messing you up, not because of your inexperience per se. It's because of what's going on in your head. Your head is what's ruining it. So you are your own worst enemy. Q lit song. Na, 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 I am enemy. That's you right now, my friend. Okay? So you're your own worst enemy because 
you're so focused on whether or not you're going to have the perfect sexual experience and not screw things up. And that's what's screwing you up. So I need you, you to just dust yourself off, pick yourself up and say to yourself, I'm just going to throw myself in the fire because you can't avoid it. I didn't avoid it. All the guys out there who are listening, who had those first experiences, couldn't avoid it. Do you want to know what happened to me? Oh, fuck it. I'll tell you. You know what happened to me the first time when I lost my virginity? I was in my uh, late teens and it didn't even happen because I put the condom wrong on three times. Could you imagine? I went into this, never even practicing putting that on. And I put it on backwards and it felt strange. And so the first time, nothing even really happened. It's like I tried and it didn't work. Talk about awkward. So don't be afraid of that. I need you to go into this without thinking you need so much experience. And also, there are things you could do, honestly, that I teach in 33 Magic Moves, like little, very easy stuff, like foreplay stuff, where she, I, I almost guarantee it, she'll not think that you're a first-timer. Because there's some easy stuff you can do to turn her on that's going to make her feel good. So she's not going to be like, what's going on? And that will make up for any kind of other awkwardness that may happen when you guys finally do have sex. So Alex and everyone else out there, don't be scared. Stop being perfectionist. Throw yourself out there. Think about life as in you're getting stronger and stronger, but we need to go through adversity to do so. Think about who we are as humans. What happens when we get the flu or get sick? We build antibodies, don't we? They say it's, it's, uh, did you ever hear this? It's, they say it's good to have a dog, especially with a kid, because dogs will bring in stuff from the outside and it will help build the antibodies of the people who live in the home, especially a, a child. Don't quote me on that. Don't have any scientific backup. Uh, just heard that somewhere, but I think we can all agree. We all know that we do have antibodies to the diseases and the things that happen. And so why am I saying that? Because you know, you get sick, you got to go through the sickness to get the antibodies, to become stronger. So in this case, you got to go through the screw-ups and the mess-ups to become stronger. Alex, I hope that helps. All right, let's do another one. Here we go. Last one. Hey, Trip. This one's from John from Cincinnati. Hey, Trip. Just wanted to report back. Yeah, I knew that sounded familiar. John from Cincinnati. He says, just wanted to report back that just a couple months after listening to your podcast, I started talking to a lot of girls while using your advice. I ended up meeting a girl in my city who's from Italy and we've grown, we've been together for about three months now, officially as boyfriend and girlfriend. I wanted this to be a testament to all the guys listening that this stuff works and they should believe in who they are. Hell yeah, John. He continues, confidence is what women love, not cockiness. My only question is, do you plan on doing any podcast episodes for those of us in current relationships? I know it's not really your main focus, but any advice would be welcomed. Thanks again for what you do. John from Cincinnati. So yes, I do have another podcast about relationships. It's called Relationships Are Underrated. You can find that 
anywhere where you listen to podcasts. Relationships are underrated. I do it with my buddy, who's also a coach. She's a coach for women. His name is Jonathan Asley from understandmennow.com. And we do our podcast together. It's probably about a monthly or maybe every six weeks episode that we that we do where we talk about relationships. So it's kind of a broad question when you say, you know, any advice welcomed for something like that. But let me just give it a shot, give you some some general advice for relationship, some things I've learned. Okay. First of all, this goes without saying, you have to find a woman who's going to be a good match for you. So that's going to come along with make sure making sure that you're filtering for the kind of woman that you want to be with. So you have to make sure that you're filtering for a woman who is not just someone who you're attracted to physically, but also has the qualities of an emotionally mature woman. A great book I recommend in terms of how to filter out for that is a book called The Tactical Guide to Women by Sean T. Smith. I've had him two times on the podcast now. And when you find that woman, it's going to help prevent a lot of issues in the relationship. A lot of issues in relationships stem from being able to not communicate with your partner Maybe the man or the woman just is not mature enough to have the kind of conversations or speak the truths about what they want, what they need, and what's going on. So that ends up with a lot of fighting and a lot of people going into couples counseling. Actually, I was going to do an episode about this, but I'll do a little now. When it comes to couples counseling, I've heard a lot of stories of people doing couples counseling in the first one or two years of being together. Uh, more so in the first year. And I chuckled to myself because I find it so in- incredibly funny to have to go to couples counseling when you've been dating for a year or less. And I'm not judging, but I'm just saying, I think it's funny because if it's bad now, if it's tough now in the in the honeymoon phase, just imagine how much harder it's going to get. And I have yet to date, this is anecdotal, so don't Don't quote me on this. This is for everybody, but I'm just going to say anecdotally, out of anyone I've ever known, it's about four or five couples, maybe actually even a few more, so five to 10 couples that I've ever heard of that had to go to couples therapy in the first 12 to 18 months of the relationship, they have never lasted. They've always broken up. And that does not surprise me, nor I think would it surprise you, right? Seems right. So that's my first piece of advice, not really about relationships per se, I guess, yet, but about what is about relationships. Again, it's about filtering for the right woman. So when you end up in a relationship, you can prevent a lot of issues. Now, in order to keep the attraction alive in a relationship, there needs to be a lot of variety. So there needs to be variety in your relationship as well as distance. Okay. So variety means, you know, if you're not, if you're not having a lot of variety, a woman will get bored. And when women get bored, they tend to blame it on the guy. And if they're bored, they might seek entertainment elsewhere. I'm not saying that they will cheat on you or anything like that, but they will be bored in their relationship and then it can hurt the relationship. And that can come out in a, in a many different ways, but you want to make sure that there's variety in the relationship. Variety meaning you guys have to be doing different things, interesting things, fun things throughout the relationship to keep the spark alive. This could be in the bedroom. This could be a trip you guys take. This could be a random date night. 
So it can be anything from something big to something small. Variety is key. Now, I also said distance in there. Why distance? Because the more and more time you spend with someone, desire can wane because you know so much about them. They know, they know so much about you. And the mystery tends to shrivel. And when that happens, attraction can start to die. So try your best to have times when your friends can go out with you and their friends can go out with them and they can do their own thing and you do your own thing and you're not just the sole person in their life that can be, that can lead to disaster. So make sure that there is some distance between you guys, which is harder to do when you guys live together, but you have to make space, make sure that you're not a dude without friends. Make sure that she has her friends. Make sure that you guys spend time with those people. Make sure that you guys are that texting all day and telling each other everything that's going on so you can wait till you get home to actually talk about that stuff. So that's some high-level relationship advice. And I want you to be thinking about some of those things as you enter this new relationship, John, and congratulations. I'm glad that the advice got you a girlfriend. And you were right. Stuff works. You just got to use it and make sure that you're putting the effort in. Thanks, John. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, Zam. Thank you for listening. You guys are awesome. We'll definitely be answering more questions as they come in. Email me trip at tripadvice.com. Put in the subject line podcast question. If you need more help, we can assist you. Go to coachedbytrip.com to work with a coach here at TripAdvice. And if you feel like that's a little bit too soon to do something in coaching, but still need more help than the podcast, go to getherhooked.com. There you'll be able to then learn about my video course that will teach you everything about meeting women attraction, diving deeper into TED, showing you examples of how to use it and be able to get more results. Thanks so much. See you on the next episode.